Okay, so today we're looking at Detective Comics number 57, published in November of 1941. On the cover we have Batman jumping through a window, this time into a house. All the glass is shattering, and it's one of those windows with all the little panes, so the wood is shattering too. Batman is fine though, he's punching a guy as he jumps through. And in the foreground, we see why. Robin's tied up, with two men hovering over him, one of them holding a blackjack like he's about to hit Robin. On the inside cover, we have a group of thugs restraining a man, and there's another man on top of a building throwing money at them all. Batman's also on a roof and is going to tackle that guy, and Robin's running up from the back of the street to get the rest of the thugs. Look, Bob Kane has put his signature on one of the monies. That's pretty clever, Bob Kane. The title of this comic is 24 Hours to Live. And we start off in first-person perspective, looking at this red-haired guy in a purple suit. He's pointing at us, and he goes, You! You poisoned me! And we, as whoever this guy is, go, Yeah, and now you only have 24 hours to live. This is my revenge on you for being evil. The red-haired guy, whose name is Jasper, is all, I don't believe you. And first-person guy is like, Yeah, well, it's true. You should call your doctor. Get that checked out. So Mr. Jasper goes to the doctor, and he's like, Is it true? Do I really have only 24 hours to live? The doctor's like, Yup. You've been given an incredibly high dose of this oriental poison, and you're gonna die super quick. And then the doctor asks, as anyone would, how did you get poisoned with this? And Mr. Jasper is like, I don't know, I mean, none of your business. Shut up, I have to prepare things before I die. Then he leaves. He goes back home and he sits in front of his fireplace and he thinks about his relatives. He's all... I bet they're really happy I'm gonna die, because I'm so mean to them. They act nice to me, but it's only because they want all my money. I'm gonna call them here, and I'm gonna give them that money, but not like they expect. It'll be in an evil way, and then he chuckles evilly to himself. He rings for the butler, and he tells the butler to go gather up his family. They all seem to live in different houses, but they arrive pretty quick. The first is his sister and her son. He is probably right about them only being nice to him because they want his money, because they're just talking about how much they want his money. Then his orphan niece arrives. She seems pretty nice. Apparently, she's hardworking and is trying to become an opera singer. Finally, his cousin and his business partner arrive. His cousin's an undertaker, and his business partner is his business partner. They seem to be pretty good friends. They're a little annoyed at being summoned out of the blue. They're like... Maybe he just called us here to laugh at us for being poor. He's so mean. All the people gather up in the living room and they're like, Wonder why he called us here. It must be something important. Then they hear from out of the room, It is important. I'm gonna die in 24 hours. He comes out and he's like, Somebody here poisoned me. He doesn't seem to know who it is. Which is strange because he was talking to them at the beginning of the comic. But he doesn't care exactly who poisoned them. He hates them all and wants to get revenge on all of them. So he's like, go back home. I'm going to send you guys cool, nice gifts. And they'll be something you didn't expect. 
all the guests get home and Mr. Jasper, whose last name is Sneed, gets to work on giving out gifts. First, he goes to the bank and withdraws all his money, which I suppose is what you would do if you were dying in 24 hours. He has a million dollars and he takes it all in one briefcase and he stomps down the street. The first thing he buys is a car. He pays for it with cash and takes it with him. Then he goes to a hardware shop and buys a bunch of tools. He takes the car over to his cousin's house, and his cousin's all, Wow, Jasper, you're so cool and nice to buy me a car. Jasper's like, Yeah, I did promise you a good gift. Then he gets in the car and he's all, Oh, look, the brake fell off. Oh no, the steering wheel fell off. Wow, this car isn't very nice. And his cousin's like, why are you breaking this car you just gave me? I'm getting out of here. The cousin tries to open the door, but there's no doorknob. Mr. Jasper sawed the car handles off. Then Mr. Jasper gets out. He cleverly left his door slightly ajar, so he was able to get out and slam it on his cousin. Now his cousin is trapped in the car. And Jasper's all, I did this because I hate you. Then he shoves the car off a dock, and his cousin is trapped inside and drowns. Mr. Jasper is like, ha ha, you ran your funeral business and you kept talking about how you were going to bury me one day, but actually I'm burying you. Then he runs off to get more revenge. This involves going to this notorious criminal hangout, and he pulls out a wad of money and he says to the bartender, Hey, I want some guys to do crime for me. And the bartender's like, We do do crime here and you have a lot of money, so we'll get that started for you right away. Mr. Jasper meets up with all the guys who want to do crime for him, and he hands this big wad of money over to them. And he's like, This is a big wad of money, but all the money's cut in half. When you finish this job I'm giving to you, you can have the other halves of the money. The thugs are all weird, but okay. What's this crime we need to commit for you? And Mr. Jasper's all, So I have this business partner, and I want you guys to take him down to this abandoned steel mill and kill him. Make him burn somehow. He's always talking about how he wants me to burn. You're going to make him burn. And the thugs are like, Sure, we can burn this guy to death in a steel mill. Meanwhile, Mr. Jasper Sneed's niece has gone over to talk to her good friend, Linda Page. She tells her the whole story. She's like, he said he only had 24 hours to live. He said he was going to give me a gift, and then he laughed evilly. I think he's gone completely crazy. Bruce Wayne, who is with Linda at the time, is like, Oh, your poor uncle, he must be delusional. I'm sure it's nothing to worry about. Then he goes home and he says to Dick, Hey, there's this evil guy that's out to murder people. We gotta go stop him. So they put on their outfits and they run off to stop crime. They decide the best person to ask about this is the business partner, because who would know him better? They go to the guy's house, but he isn't there. They have to talk to the butler. The butler's all, He went out with these couple men. They haven't been back yet, and they said they were going to the old steel mill. So Batman and Robin followed the group to the old steel mill. It's a good thing, too, because in the steel mill, the thugs have revealed their true colors. They are not, in fact, people who want to buy a steel mill. They just want to kill the partner. They start up the steel mill's old furnace, and it's blazing fire, and they're all, Okay, great, the furnace has started working properly. It's not going to go out on us. Let's throw this guy in. 
But the partner is super lucky because just as they grab him to shove him in, Batman comes in the window. And all the thugs are like, Batman, shoot him. And then Robin comes in the window. They beat up the guys for a couple panels till one of them pulls out this automatic gun. And he's all, freeze, Batman, I'll kill you both. But what he doesn't realize is that Batman is slowly inching his arm up to a chain. Batman grabs the chain and pulls, and a bunch of coal dumps on the guy with the automatic gun, and he falls over and is defeated. Batman slams him into the hot furnace, which does have a closed door, so he's not, like, burning him to death, but it does look like it's gonna hurt a lot. After that, the guy is pretty thoroughly defeated, and Batman and Robin have rescued the partner. He's all, thank you, Batman. Then we flash over to Mr. Jasper Sneed. He's concocting more evil plans. Right now, he's looking at this wax man. He's not actually a man made of wax. He's just a man who can stand really still for a long time. Mr. Jasper Sneed is all, Ooh, I need that guy's ability. So he steps up to him and he's like, I'll pay you a bunch of money if you go play a practical joke on somebody for me. And the wax man is all, I do like money. So he goes over to Mr. Jasper's house later. Mr. Jasper dresses him up in this costume and paints him bright red. And he's all, why are you painting me bright red? Mr. Jasper's all, I'm going to play this prank on my sister who collects statues. She's going to think you're a statue of a primitive man. Here, you know how I said I was going to pay you a bunch of money? Well, I'll pay you like five times that amount of money if you kill her for me. The wax man is all, all right, I do like money. Back with Batman and Robin, they're interrogating the partner. They're like, we need to know who else this guy is planning to kill. Partner names them all, and they split up to see who's gotten a gift recently. And the answer is Mr. Jasper's sister. She gets this bright red statue of a primitive man holding a club delivered to her. And she's like, wow, that statue's so cool. I'm glad my brother delivered this to me. I know he knows I love statues. She puts it up in her statue gallery and she's admiring it when suddenly it comes to life. It hefts up its big club and it's just about to knock her head off when Robin jumps straight through the window. So lucky with the timing there. It takes him a bit, but after a page, he's able to beat up the statue guy. So, another one of Mr. Jasper's plans foiled. But don't worry, he's working on another one. This time, he's buying a golf club. Or at least, an afternoon of a golf club's time, he holds out a big stack of money. And he's like, I'll give you all this money if you clear off. The golf club people are like, we do like money. So they take the money and leave. He also goes back to the criminal establishment. He asks about the other guys, but they're not back yet. So he just hires more guys. He's like, I need people who can pass as gentlemen to come to my golf club. Back with Batman and Robin, they're talking with Mr. Jasper's sister about other people who could be targeted. She's like, it could be my son. Then she gets a call from him. He's in a telephone booth and he's all, Uncle Jasper just invited me to this cool golf club. I'm going to go. She's all, no, no, don't go. But he hangs up before he can hear her. Batman's all, all right, well, that's where we need to go now. And they go straight down to the golf club. Over at the club, Mr. Jasper's nephew is golfing. He's standing with his golf club above the golf ball. And he looks back at the three guys who have been hired to pretend to be gentlemen. And he's all, hey, why are you guys standing so far away from me? And they're all, oh, you know. 
club rules. We have to stand back. He's like, huh, that's a weird rule. But then he goes to hit the golf ball. And as he's swinging, something comes whistling through the air and grabs the golf club away from him. It's one of Batman's silken ropes. Batman's all, isn't it cool how I can use this as a whip? And all the thugs are like, the Batman! Batman beats them up, this time with golf clubs. In one panel, two of them accidentally hit each other with golf clubs when Batman ducks. After all the golf thugs are beaten up, Batman grabs the ball that the nephew is about to hit, and he throws it just as far as he can. Batman's got a pretty good arm, because it looks like it goes about three hills away. And when it does, it explodes with a boom. The nephew's like, my uncle just tried to kill me. Batman's all, yup, that was definitely a murder attempt. You know, maybe we should finally call the police. And they do. Soon the police are searching all over for Mr. Jasper. His description is, a wild-eyed man carrying a huge bag of money. Mr. Jasper hears this description and he's all, That's me! The police are looking for me! Oh no, I don't have time to enact my final murder plan on my niece! Instead, he goes back home to regroup. Little does he know, Batman and Robin have also gone to his home. They're waiting for him to come back. It takes hours and hours, but finally he walks back in through the door, just as Robin's complaining. Batman has to shush him. But he doesn't hear them. He climbs right up the stairs and they're all, all right, let's follow him. Even though Mr. Jasper couldn't murder his niece, he's going to get one last murder in. He comes up to the butler holding the gun and the butler is like, oh, Mr. Jasper, you're back earlier than I expected. And Mr. Jasper's all, it was you. You poisoned me. I'm going to kill you now. But he doesn't have time. Batman comes through the door and grabs him around the arms so that his gun just fires off into the air and not at the butler. Mr. Jasper gets real mad. He grabs Batman by the throat and he's like, I'll choke you to death. But Batman quickly gets the upper hand when Mr. Jasper's poison finally kicks into effect. He falls to the ground and Batman's all, I've caught you now, Mr. Jasper. Your murdering days are over. And Mr. Jasper's like, yeah, they really are. And then he dies. Batman's like, he's dead, that's weird. The butler's all, that's not weird at all. And then he takes off his face. He's all, I don't have to keep up the pretenses any longer. Now I can reveal myself as Mr. Jasper's long-lost twin, Richard. Batman's like, oh yeah, I researched the both of you, and I expected this. <laughs> Mr. Richard's all, shut up, I want to give my expositional monologue. Let me tell you. I poisoned him because I hated him. When we were younger, we both loved the same girl, but she married him. Then one day, he got into a hit and run, and because he was the married one, I agreed to go to jail for him. But while I was in jail, his wife died because he treated her shabbily. Batman's like, that makes sense. I suppose you broke out of prison and went to get a job underneath him so you could poison him. Mr. Richard's like, yeah, but you know what? You can't arrest me for this because I'm also dying. I took the same poison I gave Mr. Jasper, and then he dies. The end.